it was all about having order and I wanted to rhyme and reason to everything that I did. Mm. And early in my career, I thought, okay, well, I'm being strategic. I'm in alignment with the organizational goals and objectives. But I was a manager because I valued order, mm. whereas leaders are willing to risk chaos. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there and plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Happy holidays, everyone. It's Jason Patria, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast, which is the podcast for folks just like you who are looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. Well, we have an awesome guest today. It is Renee Baker, who's the head of PCG Advisor Inclusion Networks at Raymond James. But before we get to Renee, let's talk about closing out the year and selling Celebrating the holiday on brand. You know, at the end of the day, your brand is all about relationships. So as you go into the final two weeks of the year, I want you to think about how you are recognizing folks for the great relationships that you have. You want all of your holidays to be on brand from everything that you wear, from how you show up and interact with people at holiday events, whether it's virtual or you're doing that safely in person. I'm even decorating my holiday trees and putting my stuff up around my house and making sure that it feels on brand in terms of everything that I want to stand for. But most importantly, it is truly about those relationships. So here's your homework. Even though I know you're busy and you're cooking and you're wrapping gifts and you're traveling, I want you to sit down and give a little bit of thanks. Who are those folks who have impacted you through the year? Who has helped you? Who has been an amazing partner? I want you to scribble down that list. In fact, I was sitting on the plane the other day and I was doing it in the notes on my iPhone because I want you to reach out to folks over the next two weeks and say thank you in a way that's on brand and helps build your relationship. I want you to do that in text message. I want you to send it in email. I want you to send a handwritten holiday card for gosh darn sake, or even reach out on social media. But now's the time to remind people how much they are valuable in your career and in your life, and make sure that you are building that brand halo that's going to lead you into 2022. Well, we've got an amazing guest today. It is Renee Baker. She is the head of PCG Advisor Inclusion Networks at Raymond James, providing corporate support and leadership for the Women Financial Advisors Network, the Black Financial Advisors Network, and the Pride Financial Advisors Network. In her role, she focuses on the recruitment, retention, and advancement of diverse financial advisors, and she works closely with Raymond James PCG 
CG education and practice management to provide tools and resources to help their advisors grow their businesses. Renee also works closely with the firm's head of diversity and inclusion to increase awareness of its efforts when it comes to diversity and inclusion. Now, previously, she was the chief marketing officer for Carry On Towers Advisors, a subsidiary of Raymond James, where she was responsible for the global marketing strategy for seven brands while leading a huge team of marketing professionals across several departments. In addition, Renee has won several industry awards and was named 20 People Who Will Change Wealth Management in 2020. We'll be back in just a couple of moments with Renee Baker. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back with my fabulous guest today. It is Renee Baker, the head of Private Client Group Advisor Inclusion Networks at Raymond James. Renee, what is going on? Hey, Jason. It is so, so wonderful to be here today. So many wonderful things going on. But right now... I'm focused on enjoying this moment. It's great to see you. It's great to talk to you, Renee. So it is the most wonderful time of the year. Tell me, what is new and exciting at Raymond James? Oh, we have been, I mean, it's just been a very busy year. I can't believe that we are nearing the end of 2021. We've been just getting things done, pivoting as we need to with the pandemic and all the things that are happening. But most of our focus has continued to be on increasing representation in the financial services industry, at least in my role. But things are going well. Thank you. Well, that is awesome. Well, speaking of your role, let me ask you. So when you uh, meet someone at a cocktail party or you meet someone for the first time on Zoom or one of these uh, one of these virtual platforms, how do you explain to them what it is that you do and who you are? Well, personally, I like to just let people know who I am at my core. I'm a wife, a mom, a daughter, a friend, a mover, and a shaker. And I have no issues getting after and rolling up my sleeve to get things done, um, mostly in a collaborative manner in every aspect of my life. And professionally, I aim to disrupt the status quo when it comes to increasing representation in the financial services industry to drive impact, influence, and growth while empowering financial advisors that are diverse to reach their full potential and exceed it. And I know that you do this amazing, amazing job doing that. I know we've worked together because I've had the chance to to speak at uh, some of your diverse advisor uh, network summits. And so, tell me, Renee, how did you how did you get into this role? So, kind of looking back over over your career, what were some of the breakthrough moments that that led you to this role at Raymond James today? Well, you know, I've learned over time, and I've been in financial services for over 20 years, and I've had different roles and responsibilities. And I had to learn the difference between the advancements that were taking place in my career and true career breakthroughs. And I didn't realize that until my latest role, when I I felt that this role, being head of uh, PCG Advisor Inclusion Networks, 
has been a culmination of all of my experiences. And I had the pleasure of not only working with the best financial advisors in the industry, but I had the pleasure of leveraging my knowledge of finance, um, being part of the financial services industry throughout my career, my marketing expertise at my core. I'm still a marketer and my passion for, <laughs> you know, I'm always going to be a marketer. And I have this passion for creating diverse cultures that are inclusive and equitable for everyone. So it's been interesting, you know, to to see the dots connect um, in my current role and being able to do the work that fills my bucket while impacting my community, organization, and industry in, in a positive way. Yeah. Well, it, Renee, I want to circle back because you talked about this uh, awareness of, of knowing that there's a difference between advancing in your career and having a true breakthrough moment. So, so talk to me, what is the difference for you and how were you able to learn to identify the difference? Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, years ago, I I had a, a leader tell me that I was just I used to just show up. I used to do my work, I used to do a great job, but it was all about having order and I wanted to rhyme and reason to everything that I did. Mm. And early in my career I thought, okay, well, I'm being strategic. I'm in alignment with the organizational goals and objectives. But I was a manager because I valued order. Mm. Whereas leaders are willing to risk chaos. Wow. And just because you're a manager, you can't think that you're the leader. There's a difference. And that breakthrough moment for me is about being a leader and understanding that my playing small or anyone's playing small really doesn't, it serves no one. So it's important to show up and understand that you're going to create meaningful impact. And sometimes there's going to be some chaos involved. But it's important to show up, you know, there's this, especially if you think about the last couple of years, but how do you lead to that chaos, right? And be willing to risk it, especially if you say that you're a person who likes to disrupt the status quo. Yeah. I mean, we always say you can't control everything, but sometimes it feels like you can't control anything. (laughs) I know that's the way that it has been feeling in these last, you know, couple of ideas, but, you know, a good crisis is an opportunity. I'm sure you've heard that. A good crisis is an opportunity to really show up and take advantage of the crisis and be willing to manage the chaos, especially when you're looking to change things and evolve them from the way they were. Yeah. So Renee, tell me, how have you used the past, you know, almost two years of of crisis to disrupt and, and, and change things, not only at Raymond James, but also broadly in financial services? You know, I like to think about it as, you know, you've heard this whole, we've been talking about the power of the pivot, pivoting, pivoting, pivoting. But I think it's also important that as we pivot, we start to adapt to new normals, right? The things Mm. that we were accustomed to back in February 2020 and the things that we've had to adapt to as part of our pivot are so different. But what hasn't changed is our focus on people. What hasn't changed is just making sure that the financial advisors that I have the pleasure and the opportunity to support are feeling that they're included, they're valued, and they have the opportunity to grow their business within our organization. And also what hasn't changed is the need and the importance of building this community and having that support, even virtually until we are able to be together safely again. And that has happened across the organization in such a collaborative way 
when we've been able to leverage our virtual experience to have even broader connections. So there's so much opportunity there. Yeah. So I know uh, one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show is that you have this long career in financial services, both really in the diversity, equity and inclusion portion, but really as as a marketer. But let me ask you first, you know, what did you want to be when you were a kid growing up? Did you did you always want to be in this space? Well, you know, it's funny. I didn't grow up thinking that I would be in financial services. In fact, wealth wasn't something that my family and I spoke about when I grew up in Southern uh, New Jersey, kind of like if you ever heard of Cowtown USA out there. Um, (laughs) But when, when I was a child, I just, I knew that I wanted to set my sights high. So I wanted actually to be an astronaut. And wow. Yes. I thought I was going to, you know, go to outer space and, you know, see the world from a different place, you know, um, and it was until, and you know, I went to college with that intention. Um, well, let me just step back for a moment. When I went to, when the challenger disaster happened, I was in grade school, um, maybe middle school. I'm not trying to age myself here, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) but, uh, when the challenger disaster happened, it really did shake my world, Jason, as a young child. And because I love science, I thought, okay, well maybe I'll go and become a doctor and went to college with the intention of study biology. But when I was in college, the career, um, the career counselor said to me, uh, because I was asking so many questions when we were working with cadavers, I wanted to know their stories, Jason. Who are you? <laughs> what's, what's going on? Like, how did you end up here? You know, what, what is their story? And I just had so many questions. And the career counselor calls me to the side, Jason, and says, you know, maybe this is not the career for you. You need to do something. You're good at uh, math and science. Maybe you need to do something that's not so related to people. Why don't you try finance? And I'm thinking, okay. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what's so crazy about that, Jason? People have been at the center of everything that I've done since I've been in this career in finance. And that has led the way for me. And being able to lead with people at the center of everything that I do It's just so important to who I am as a person. It aligns with my values, but also how I've been able to make an impact within the organizations that I've worked in. And then hopefully in in this industry, when I look back at my career. Yeah. And so, Renee, talk to me a little bit around your your previous role, because you were the chief marketing officer for one of Raymond James' subsidiaries. Yeah, I actually came to uh, Raymond James to be the chief marketing officer of um, Caroline Tower Advisors, which is part of the firm's asset asset management division. And when I came to Caroline, you know, making this big leap from working in the, you know, the hustle and bustle of New York City and having the pleasure of spending time in London where our our main office was located and going into Philadelphia, which was closer to where I lived you know, trading that all in for sunshine um, was amazing opportunity to, for this amazing opportunity to be the chief marketing officer of this area of the business during a time that was about um, a lot of change and transformation for yeah. that organization. So what I did when I came to um, Florida, you know, my first day, I always laugh about this because people thought that when I moved from New Jersey after working in New York City, and I was coming to sunny St. Petersburg, Florida, 
that I was just destroying my career. That it was this, you're going to be bored, Renee. I can't believe you're doing this. This is where Florida, where people goes to, to die. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, okay, I'm going to take this chance because I had met these amazing people throughout my interview process. And I had such a wonderful uh, perception of the brand of Raymond James. But I always laugh because on my first day, um, that you spend the half first half of the day with human resources. They're going through this orientation for new associates. And then I come in and I drop my bag off. And my um, my boss at the time calls me into his office. And I'm thinking it's to welcome me. Um, and we're going to just catch up. And he says, we're about to begin the acquisition um, of two, <laughs> two organizations that are part of one. And we need you to start working on the um communications plan and start working on that because that we're ready to announce that this week wow and that's how i began my career at raymond james <laughs> i had six months to, to turn everything around that's how it started um but i gotta tell you it has been a, a wild ride we did amazing work um we had six months grew the team from seven people to 40 a very high performing marketing organization that we were very close we evolved the brand bringing all the different subsidiaries together um it was called caroline tower advisors we became the tower of power and it was about you know leveraging uh, the Raymond James experience, but also building this brand that had its own separate identity. So yeah. at the end and, and looking back, um, I am so proud of the work that I was able to do in the amazing team of marketing, brilliant, superpower rock stars that I worked with. <laughs> and I always think very fondly of my experience with that team because uh, they were marketers who loved finance, but also love the creativity of what we were able to build. And we build that from pretty much from scratch. Yeah. And what was the toughest part about sort of walking in on your first day and then having kind of six months to build a brand, build a comms plan, build a team? What was the, the biggest stretch for you? Well, I think the biggest, the challenge was at the time I, I, I really didn't get to meet my team. So while I, you know, I started the job technically before I started the job. And when I say that, what I mean is that I wasn't working and doing two things. I was using that time in between um, me leaving my prior firm and starting at this new firm as an opportunity to get to, to have introductory calls and get to know the folks that were on my team. But the biggest challenge is what I had come in and I did not know my team. And I really didn't have at that time all of the different resources that I needed to build an impactful, strong brand. So we quickly needed to get in and execute. And when I tell you, Jason, I literally had to work with the team to get you know a website build, get a brand identity, develop a brand identity, and also um, organize all of the different subsidiaries of uh, of Carillon while working through a pretty big merger, um, a pretty big acquisition, I should say. I think I believe it was the third largest acquisition in Raymond James history at the time. Wow. Wow. So, I mean, we're talking about building brands. Let's flip it and mm -hmm. talk about your brand. So give me three words that describe Renee Baker as an executive. Hmm. Okay. This is such a good, good question. So three words. I would like to say that I am 
a visionary. Mm. I am actionable. Ooh. And I am collaborative. Oh, wow. So tell me, Renee, were you always visionary, actionable, and collaborative? Or are these things that have evolved for you over time? So I would say absolutely. I mean, a girl that grew up in Cowtown wanted to be an astronaut. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, you stay in Cowtown. Right? Like, no, I am going to get out here and become a, an astronaut. Um, I am a very actionable human. I believe in getting things done and getting them done well. Um, I was one of the youngest people in my class. I got straight A's most through school. Um, I was the the teacher's pet often, and I was always <laughs> in the front of the class, unapologetic that I was a nerd. And who knew who knew being a nerd was going to be cool um, now because it certainly wasn't then. And always collaborative because I do believe you know you always hear these probably is overused phrase teamwork makes the dream work, but I believe that when you work together and people are working towards a common vision, um, we just can accomplish so much. And to be able to take a group of individuals that are focused on winning together, and we want winners only, right? We want people who want to win. Imagine what we could do. And I always think about my work over the years, the teams that have done the best and the teams that I have been on, even when I was playing sports, um, you know, growing up and debate teams and that sort of thing, when we all work together, we were able to win together. And I, I just, that's just something that is always is so aligned to me as a human that um, I would say definitely I was always that way. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And, and I would add to uh, Jason, my mother always says that I was actionable because I was a premature baby. She says, you couldn't wait to get here. You had so much to do. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so Renee, how do you, how do you consciously and intentionally show up every day as being visionary, actionable, and collaborative? How do you bring that to life? You know, it's it's kind of a, a situation where I want to show up and be the very best person in everything that I do. And I want to continue to get better every day. And I am this evolution of so many different things continuing to evolve. It's definitely been a journey and and a process. And one thing that I realized, um, you know, that I've realized throughout my career is that, and I share it with you, that I care about people. Mm. And if you think about it, most business problems are really people problems. Yeah. And if I'm a person who is showing up visionary, actionable, and a collaborative, but I want to disrupt the status quo, that's a scary thing, right? Yeah. So because change is hard for people, I have to be thoughtful and intentional about how I show up as a person and as a leader and bring people along and bring them a part of the conversations to be aligned with the vision, to be able to be actionable for the solution. Because I don't think when I say, you know, for some people, they may hear, well, you want to disrupt the status quo. I don't think that that's a bad thing when it's done in a positive way. Yeah. You know, you bring people along with you in your journey and that's that collaborative part and you're, you're civil and you're respectful of other people, but you're not letting, you're, 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 you're expecting the best from people. You're empowering them. And I have a colleague who says, it's not about the work we do. It's not about some of us. It's 
about all of us mm. and how we bring that change. Um, so I am doing that with myself every day. I'm pushing my personal limits, whether it is my personal life and how I'm exercising, right? And I like to go boxing because I want to be strong. Um, I like to- <laughs> That's to actionable. Yeah, I want to, that's very actionable. I want to be stronger. So I'm going to, you know, I'm going to go try uh, boxing. I want to do the things that are, are pushing me out of my comfort zone. So last week I went skydiving. What? Um, so yes, and I'm still here. So, <laughs> so I, I can't say that I am going to- be a visionary and be actionable and be collaborative if I'm not showing up that way um, personally and look to bring my best self to the organizations and the advisors that I have the pleasure of supporting every day. Yeah. And now, Renee, talk to me because sometimes, you know, brands have friction with organizations or teams mm-hmm. or even individuals. Tell me about a time when maybe your brand didn't necessarily work for you when you had to make some some pivots or or changes? Oh, well, let me just tell you, I'll pick one, right? Because, <laughs> you know, because listen, being a, a work in progress and evolving to be the best version of yourself does come with some very powerful lessons. And it hasn't always been, it hasn't always been easy. And whether it hasn't been easy for the things that were happening, you know, being a, um, a woman of color, um, in an industry that's not so well represented and, and working um, within that, or just learning how to navigate um, as a person who is in financial services, who has all these different dimensions that I bring to an organization. You know, I've had to learn, one, to listen intentionally. You know, my mother said when I was growing up, and I had an early leader who said, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason. And while I think it's important to use your voice and speak up, sometimes you need to just listen and learn and be an intentional leader. We're always talking about being intentional as an action and the way forward. But sometimes you need to be intentional and be actional about listening and being quiet. So there have been times in my career and in my life where I needed to just listen, hear the feedback see and and hear the lesson and learn from it. Because let me be clear, I am not short of making mistakes. I'm very accomplished and I'm very happy with the things that I've done. But man, I have so many different lessons and that's part of being human, right? So I give myself grace. I listen, I learn, and that's the best thing, right? If you can learn from a lesson, you're, you're better from it. And I also will say that There are times when I needed to turn the mirror around and hear the feedback from my teams that I supported. Mm. You know, oftentimes as a leader, we'll say, hey, I want to give you feedback, but I need to hear feedback too, because being a a good leader is also knowing how to apply the platinum rule, which is an evolution of the golden rule and says, hey, it's not sometimes about treating people as you wish to be treated, but treating people as they wish to be treated. So you know, it's, 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 been, it's been a journey and there have been many, many instances where I've needed to be uncomfortable in that learning process, but challenging the status quo doesn't just apply to the organizations that I work with. It also applies to myself. Yeah. And Renee, tell me, what was one of the toughest pieces of feedback that, that you had to listen to over your career? 
I'd say one of the toughest areas of feedback was when I was a, a leader of a team. And I thought that I was doing all of the things that I needed to do. I thought that I was being collaborative. I thought that I was empowering them. And I thought that I was being a visionary. And hearing from the team that they didn't feel empowered, they didn't feel that they were getting the type of support they needed was hard for me. And that is when I realized too, um, Jason, if we talk about brand, that some we often think about the brand words that we give ourselves. Yeah. And we need to understand the brand words that are what, what people say about us when we walk out of the room. Yeah. So, you know, hearing that and the reason for that was because there was a, a misalignment with what the leader that was my leader the or the department head at the time was saying to the team, which was very different than what I was getting. So that was a miscommunication. So that was also another reason to say, okay, collaboration is key. How do I make sure that I'm aligned to the organizational goals and objectives, that they, those trickle down to my team and I learn how to use my voice and ask questions? And that is where I begin to challenge the status quo because what I was doing was just accepting versus being an active participant and being the change that I wanted to see and making sure that I was corralling my team along the way. So that definitely shapes who I am as a leader. It happened a long time ago for anyone listening. So it's not something that was recent, okay? Uh, let's just, let me just put that out there. But it wasn't, you know, and I think as a new leader, for those that are listening, that are new to leadership or new to leadership at a different organization, what got you here doesn't always get you there. And knowing that going in and being able to pivot, evolve and change as required is something that will help um, people become more successful. Yeah. So Renee, talk to me about being a chief marketing officer, because when you are the CMO, you are using this amazing brand toolkit to build a brand for an organization that's facing out to, uh, to consumers and other businesses. What are some of the things as a marketer that you do that you think we could all do for our own professional brands? Oh, I, I love this question, Jason, because I still see myself as the chief marketing officer of one, the brand of Renee Baker, ah. but also <laughs> in how I represent uh, the work that I do in my role that brings the marketing aspect into it. I think, you know, understanding, we always say, understand your customer, understand your customer, understand your customer. Yeah. We are the owners of our customers' experiences. And in order to give them a great experience, we have to know what experience they want. So understanding the advisors that I support is very critical. They're all different. They're at different stages of their journeys. So understanding their journeys, and even when I'm thinking about how to recruit, they're all at different stages of awareness. Um, so I need to be very strategic about understanding the customer and that experience that I want to provide with them to them when they consider the brands of Raymond James and how they engage with me as the brands of Renee Baker. And applying that to my own personal brand, it's knowing who I am and how I want to show up in the world and making sure that me as the customer, that I'm aligning myself with that. 
Um, I think that's very important. I also think it's important as the chief marketing officer of your brands, whether you're working for a firm or working um, or thinking about how you show up in the world, that we understand that change is inevitable. So we must pivot and we must understand with all the different dynamics that are happening in the world to be able to adjust. What happened three years ago, Jason, you all know, and everyone knows, has, is not the same. And yeah. if you think about the evolution of social media and how, I mean, 10 years ago, we weren't even talking about some of the things that we were able to do today. But you think about the brand of, I mean, you think about the impact of social media and how we've needed to evolve and pivot and understand that it's not even about, oh, I want to be digital. It is digital. So even <laughs> understand, it's like, oh, there's Yeah, no right. Digital. Like there's not an option, right? <laughs> like everything's digital. <laughs> it's, ha- it's here. So when I hear people say, well, I really don't understand social, I-, I really think it's hard to be a marketer and show up in the world today, not understanding the dynamic, whether you choose to engage in it or not, it is here. And the last thing I'll say that, and that ties to the last um, about being digital and being able to pivot is always be learning and educating yourself because it goes back to learning. Things change, situations change, customers' needs change. So paying attention to the feedback, learning about what's what your customer experience, how the customer experience is different for them, what new pain points are you solving for, and how are you going to address the opportunities um, of the challenges that come up and bring new opportunities to your organization and even to yourself. Because one thing's for sure, change is going to happen. And we always need to be prepared for it and educated on it. And there are things like, like the pandemic that pop up that we have no control over, as you said earlier. But you know what we were able to tap into? How we know how to get things done in a digital environment or a virtual environment for those yeah. of us that were already ahead of it. Yeah. So those are the things that, that I think um, that, that, that are important. And we always say, oh, be strategic. But I, I think those are table, that's the table stakes. Yeah. Yeah. Ex- right. I mean, that's just the basic that you have to do. Um, right. Renee, I want to circle back to one thing you said about making sure that you are, are pivoting and, and changing with the times. You know, mm-hmm. as, as a marketer and, and a leader for yourself, how do how do you pivot and how do you make changes but still remain authentic? How do you not just like shift and put on somebody else's as clothing but still be relevant? Oh, ooh, that's a tough one, but good, Jason. <laughs> oh, really good. Let me see how I can do with this one. Um, I would say, you know, I, I mentioned this early, but as humans, we have just so many different dimensions of ourselves. And by showing up authentically and knowing yourself, knowing how you want to show up in the world, we will give others the permission to, to do the same. And when I think about authenticity, that is such a, a tough word because yeah. every day I believe that I'm being authentic, right? Yeah. But being authentic sometimes means that I have to show up as my best self. I can't always be my Renee self. I can't. <laughs> I can't. You know, I can't always be um, the Renee that is, you know, ready to, to, to jump in. I'm high energy. And sometimes that's just not going to be the, 
it's not the time and the place yeah, for and it. And Renee, I, I love this distinction that you say about, you know, being your authentic self and being your best self, right, mm-hmm. for the situation. And it sounds like for you, it's about how do you always live with your values, right? How do you always use those as a guidepost? And then how do you find those elements of you that are best for each situation? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of interesting because we're always balancing conformity and authenticity in mm. corporate America. And there is a time and a place you need to be you need to be able to conform to the norms of an organization to be able to navigate and to figure it out. But you need to be authentic in the way that you do it because I've learned when I try to do something the way that someone else does or speak in the way that someone else does, I am not showing up as my best self. Yeah. So I can conform and follow along and get in line with the organizational goals and objectives and be in front of leading the change and meeting those objectives. But it's so critically important for me to do it in the best way that I can show up at that time. Yeah. So a couple of fun questions, Renee. Mm-hmm. Um what is your favorite brand? As a consumer, what brand are you obsessed with? I am obsessed with anything related to opulence. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> and I should <laughs> I like luxury brands. I because my reason is because of the standard of excellence. I love when brands are always working to have a high level of service, a high level of excellence, a high level of expectation, and can meet people at different places. I, I think Ritz Carlton does an amazing job yeah. of providing a high-end experience, great customer service locally here. We have uh, Publix who does a really good job of, you know, helping the customer navigate and providing. It's not, I wouldn't say it's opulent. It's not, that's not a bad thing towards public, but I feel like it's a relatable brand that cares about people and meets them where they're at. Yeah. And if you were a type of car, what type of car would you be? Well, wait, wait, I have to go back, Jason, because I yeah. can't I can't say all the brands that I love without representing that I still love Raymond James because we put people at the center of everything that we do. And they are the, the most caring um, leaders that, that I've ever met. And it, it is a wonderful place to to go and to grow for people. So I have to say that because not because I don't believe it. I couldn't defend a brand that I didn't believe or, or, or amplify it. But I do believe that Raymond James Uh, meets people where they're at and cares about people at the center of what they do. So I just had to make sure I plug that. (laughs) (laughs) Plug away. Yes. (laughs) So Renee, if you were a type of car, what type of car would Renee Baker be? Ooh, so type of car. So I said I was visionary. I said I was actionable. And I said that I am a collaborative human. But if I am a car, maybe then... Maybe I'm a Tesla because it's also very innovative. Yeah. So it's got it's modern, it's sleek, and it's innovative. It's um, efficient. Yeah. It's actionable, and it, it is it is working to get better every day. But I don't own a Tesla. Let's, let me tell everyone that I don't own a Tesla. But what I understand about a Tesla is that 
it, it continues to get better as, as you have it. It continues to get better every day with updates. So that, I, I think that it's a car um, of the future. And finally, Renee, what's the best career advice that you'd like to pass on to our listeners today? Hmm, it's, it's kind of hard to, to narrow it down because we all want different things in our career. But I think one of the best things that I've heard um, in my career is to be intentional when it comes to your career and align your goals. We always align our goals with an organization, right? Because we need to do that in order to be successful. But if you are intentional and have clarity about what you want in your career and you are in alignment with your values, you can be fulfilled. And I don't know about you, Jason, but I define success as being fulfilled personally and professionally. It makes me a better human and it makes me able to give my best and full self in every aspect of my life. So that was the the best career advice um, that I have had because I think it's important for us to show up in the world as we need to and not play small, but be intentional. Well, Renee, thank you for being on the show and for not playing small and for being (laughs) fabulously visionary, actionable, and collaborative. Have a happy holiday season, Renee. (laughs) Thank you, Jason. You too. This was fun. I appreciate you having me on. It was a blast. And we'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, what an amazing way to close out the year. Listening to Renee Baker, the head of PCG Advisor Inclusion Networks at Raymond James. You know, Renee has so much fabulous energy uh, and so many tips and words of advice. But you know what really stood out to me? It was that whole notion of making sure that you're not just your authentic self, that you're your best authentic self. You know, quite frankly, you need to realize, as Renee said, that your brand is ultimately about your customers. It's about the relationship that you have with your career audience out there. While you want to be authentic to yourself, make sure that you're showing up in the best possible way that supports that experience of your career audience in every single interaction. As Renee said, you are the chief marketing officer of you. Well, I can't think of a better way to close out the year than that conversation. Join us next week when we'll be reviewing our entire second season's worth of guests and getting all of their great career insights and learn about their best tips for leading with their brands towards their career breakthroughs. Now, make sure that you check me out on social media. I'm at Jason Patria on all platforms, especially on LinkedIn, where I share tons of tips and tricks. And if you loved the show, make sure you're following us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts so you can get a brand new show 
every single Tuesday. And most importantly, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure you are a super premium holiday blend like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.